0: Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 138. My special guest today was Leon. He is the front man from the band North Atlas. Uh, They're a band out of Scotland, a new band. They've got a couple of singles out right now. Their latest one is called Hypnotist. I recommend you go and listen to it. It's it's good stuff, very good stuff. Um, But this this conversation was great. Literally, we, we, we seemed to just hit it off straight away. We just started talking about music, our backgrounds, all that kind of stuff and and um yeah, it was kind of it, w- it wasn 't really an interview apart from parts where I kind of like jolted in some uh, bits about the band because obviously that 's what we 're here to talk about on that front, um, but as you can hear me I'm, I am out and about at the moment you can hear probably work going on around me i don 't know if you can hear the buzzing of a of someone um sounds like they're cutting something but there's plenty of work going on like obviously there's lockdown a lot of people doing like stuff to their houses and stuff which is great and and you know you get the real life sounds coming through maybe i'm not sure i have to listen to this back and find out but without much further ado i'm actually going to just go straight into this interview with you guys because um you know that's what we're here for so uh yeah i'd like to introduce leon from the band north atlas enjoy
1: Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, it's not bad, thanks. Not bad. How's the lockdown treating you? Uh
0: it's all right. Um, it's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but I've been uh, uh, work have had me do stuff, so I've been sort of keeping my brain active. But I'm also like homeschooling my kids and everything. So.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a that's a
0: big job. It is. I, mean, I used to be a teacher many years ago, uh, so I sort of I can structure a day. If I need to, um, it's the added frustration of it being your own kid and a lot younger than what I'm used to teaching. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's, uh, it's a little different. That was a long time ago. I was a teacher. So, you know, but, um, no, they're all right. They got, they got plenty of work to get on with and stuff and they seem pretty good at like doing it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, when I've checked their work, it's all been like correct or, you know, as it should be. So, yeah. Yeah can't can't grumble at their results on that front
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know man kids kids nowadays they 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 seem to be a lot smarter than that yeah when i was a kid i don't know man like we were always just uh you know not really paying attention to school i think the only thing i got in school a grade i got in school was for art yes same here (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah i don't know like kids are really smart now it makes me feel like feel ashamed
0: yes like i wasted my time or something
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it was i should have done sport. all that trying to be in a band thing you know oh yeah
0: no i've done that too uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> i did that for about uh how long was it? about 10 years ish right uh i made a go of it i got three albums out and everything so oh
1: know. that's awesome dude
0: yeah yeah what did you play what did you play in your band i was i was a dj in a new metal band that's fucking awesome, um, like Linkin Park, vibes. Yeah, Linkin Park, Slipknot, you know stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I uh, did that for uh, just about ten years. Um, sort of the sort of early, very early two thousands, up until about I think it was like oh nine or ten. We 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 called it a day, right? Um, but we did it right. Like I said, three albums are in all the magazines. Toured UK, Europe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did the whole. The whole thing, really, um, and then it just sort of came time to call de- call a day on it, and uh, yeah, I did a few things after that, but nothing as as sort of successful as that. So
1: right. that's a cool that is a cool one, man. I mean, like a DJ, about like that's that's really you you got to at the time that was a really like forward thinking. It was things going on, right? Yeah,
0: it was. It was it was a constant battle as well because a lot of people, yeah. you know, the sort of the the true crowd, if you will, were very for, sort of very against it, but I was the uh one of the sort of main sort of mouthpieces of the band when it came to doing coverage and stuff right uh so i've
1: got... come up against? did you come up because uh, was it quite uh, was it kind of like you said new metal right so did you yeah. come up against the kind of backlash against against that sound because there's a bit of that going on now you know like there's the controversy around ammo and bring the horizon yeah you know people are uncertain about whether that's real metal or whatever you know there's that did you come up against that?
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was Um, it was kind of, uh, yeah, we did because of the sort of like melding of genres because it was the kind of, you know, the hip hop kind of coming in and and sort of taking metal elements the way they mm-hmm. kind of did in the 80s and sort of early 90s with like Run DMC and everything. But yeah. it was kind of a bit more full on. So Limp Bizkit was sort of like going to number one at that point. Um, right uh slipknot were kind of like coming out with their sort of roundabout second album i believe um and you know deftones had a dj incubus you know there was a whole army of us at one point
1: yeah (laughs) and it's a very cool thing man i mean it's like it's it's very it's very different and it's sort of disappeared you don't really find bands that have a dj i mean maybe you have people who kind of will do an electronic element to things you know add like an electronics thing you know, my my brother uh, plays the drums for North Atlas, and he has this electronic thing he brings to us live. Like, so when we play, he'll kind of have this extra setup where he'll trigger loads of samples as well, and mm. it's kind of like that, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's he's more the drummer as well as the electronics guy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unlike like you said, you don't see many of them these days. I mean, a lot of the classic well, classic bands they are now. Uh, the classic yeah, New Metal, yeah, bands, right. They they still they still have the like Slipknot still have Sid. Incubus have mm-hmm. uh, Kilmore, um, and uh, Lincoln Park still have um Mr. Han. I think his name is
1: Mr. Han. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Mr. Um, Han is awesome. You know, uh, uh,
0: yeah. even Limbiscuit has still got DJ Lethal. So it, it's it's mm-hmm. the, the sort of classic ones around new bands. There are a few that I've seen with DJs, and always kind of like I always kind of gravitate towards them because of yeah, my, my thing. But I, I love
1: it. Man. I love it. I think I think that's a cool thing. It's like a it kind of brought that, you know, that kind of rap element into into rock bands. And yeah. I think that's really exciting. It I always excites me, man.
0: Yeah. No, that's, it's, uh, it was a good time, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check it out, we are on all the streaming services.
1: What's the band called, uh, man? Called, Just I'm gonna... Yeah,
0: they're called Zero Cipher. That's Z-E-R-O-C-I-P-H-E-R. Uh... That's a
1: really cool name. <laughs> that's a really cool name. i write that down.
0: Yeah, yeah, it should, should be on like Apple Music, Spotify, everything. I think we
1: left it. A oh lot yeah, do you Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there should be awesome. there's like three albums, but I think there's a couple of re releases as well where we added a few extra yeah. tracks, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm well into this. I'm well into this. I'm gonna cool. check it out.
0: Yeah, we got we've got a couple of videos on YouTube and stuff as well, so they're all there. Mm-hmm. Um well you got we still got music everywhere. We haven't done anything. Well we're not planning on doing anything until but we've been I think we broke up in oh nine or ten, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it says act till until two thousand nine. Yeah. My, yeah, right. Um
0: but yeah, no, it's it's um I mean, music's still there, which is good. And it will yeah. remain there. We've got no plans of ripping it down or anything. So
1: uh, you could do a comeback someday, man.
0: Yeah, if people if people want it, you know. I know some bands do it. At the time we got good critical acclaim for our music, you know. And we sold mm. quite a few sort of copies of the first album and generally the sequential albums after that got less and less, but it was kind of like the advent at that point of the digital kind of side of things, which we didn't have a tracker on, so
1: mm, yeah, right.
0: Um, which was, you know, that was partly our own fault, but also the sort of like label people we worked with weren't okay with the technical side of things, like digital side of things. So right, you know, but now like occasionally you'll get a royalty check through for like twenty p,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Spotify and streaming kind of changed everything didn't it man i yeah. remember that coming around and it was just a different different ball game
0: yeah no it was a different. Sort of time like i think it was around itunes sort of time launching you know that sort of like mp3 on there and uh mm. you know the first label we were kind of working with and um, didn't have a direct source for itunes as in they right couldn't directly put stuff on there um whereas now it's a lot easier you can go through there's a few companies that do it now like cd baby and all that kind of stuff but
1: yeah, for sure. Um, it feels like to me that the battleground now is is your playlists. You know, if you can get oh, on yeah. Spotify playlists or whatever. You know, that's where that's where most of the streams come from. That's where most people get into your music. Yeah, which is kind of strange, but at the same time, there's a cool element to that. Yeah. You know, because as a music fan, I, I do discover so much through just Spotify playlists. Yeah, you know, I just stick on and you just go through, and then you know, when you're working or when you're doing whatever, it's like you're tune, and then you stop and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna go check them out, and then there's an immediate link to their profile you're you're just going via Spotify and yeah. it's like you discover so much you know
0: no it's good I, I like that kind of element to it it's kind of like getting a mixtape of a friend like when like back, yeah, back totally, totally and it, it's like um yeah no like this the, the whole playlist thing I, I'm tightly behind I love going on to random playlists that I get sort of like linked to through my profile and just sort of going through I, and listening to bands but I'm also in quite a fortunate position to get music before it comes out
1: yes through, right
0: because of the show the radio and everything like that also DJ nightclubs as well, so I get a lot of promos to like you know play, and yeah. um yeah, no, it's, it's a, quite a fortunate position to get new music before it comes out. But also, I do go on a sort of like binge of hunting for new bands and stuff as well, which is you know it kind of it. I used to go to record stores to buy stuff, you know, <clears throat> which I still do to a certain degree. I'll go and pick up an album, you know, if a band releases something on vinyl. That's probably nine times out of ten I'll pick it up on that because I'm an old DJ kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, now with the playlisting, it's kind of almost gone. It's a weird circle. Like it's not gone full circle, but going back to that kind of mixtape thing, the way you kind of used to get introduced to music, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of almost got an element of that and radio, whereas, you know, radio stations have playlists. Yeah, you know, the right. Latest songs, and that's generally how people used to hear stuff as well.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I guess the difference—the difference between listening to that and hearing something on online—is that there's usually a link for it. Yeah, you know, you can link yourself straight to it. So it's like because we, you know, we kind of have this, you know, lifestyle where we're all kind of very. You know, Bitty, we're doing one thing, and then something distracts us, and we go off and we we go on a little exploration about a band. You know, it can mm. just happen. Yeah. You know, and that that's something you couldn't necessarily get with radio because you can't get that direct link.
0: No, no, that's very true.
1: Yeah. You to a record store, as you say, go ask for the ask for the CD or, or whatever, and it might not be there, especially if it's a new band. Mm. So it's like there is there is something cool about that. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I when I was a teenager, I I got into music by going to record stores and buying. It was always the cheapest thing, though. It was always like, what's on sale? What can I get? Because I was, you know, I was a poor teenager, you know, so I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. which, which Muse album am I going to get? Oh, it's the cheapest one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's what I like about now. Like, I go to record stores or I go to even, like, charity stores, and I'm picking right. up, like, CDs that I bought when I was, like, say, 16. I bought for eight, nine, ten pounds, <laughs> and I don't right. have them, but now I can pick them up for, like, 50p. yeah why is this in here for 50p this is an amazing album (laughs) you know i've picked up so many like like just cds or even even vinyl i've picked up stupidly cheap Mm -hmm. and and it's stuff that i originally spent a lot of money on before yeah but um now now i've gone on like albums i didn't own you know i've gone into them and and picked up because i was like oh i was gonna buy that but you know i didn't have money at the time i can get yeah. 50p now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's totally crazy and the 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 sort of value of music has changed. It's yeah. become a different people are used to not paying for music.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a really uh it's an odd situation cuz cuz like I said when when I was sort of like in that sort of advent of the digital sort of side of things that was mm-hmm. when, like, piracy sort of came, you know, when Metallica were going after
1: Napster and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that whole thing, the Napster thing. Yeah, right.
0: But the weirdest thing, if like if you put yourself in that situation, like, today, you kind of expect your music to be downloaded somewhere. You know, you've got that yeah. expectation. But back then, I've, I was, like, told by these kids that had downloaded our album, oh, we got it off this Russian, like, torrent site. Yeah, and I'm supposed to be kind of like, okay, cool. They went out, they they, they kind of went to discover the music, but at the same time, yeah. this is my living. And what am I? Sp- <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like well done for taking the initiative, but uh yeah, that's not how it works. You got to pay for it. Yeah, so. it's like <laughs> now
0: you owe me ten pounds. I'm sorry. But-
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a hard sale A bit that went over well
0: Yeah, totally. I just like at the time, I kind of like you can't. I had to like be nice, you know, because I don't like yeah. being nasty to people, but. i went away with a real like kind of like real fire in me and then suddenly i realized that you know this is going to happen like i kind of cottoned onto it real quick i was like this is going to happen now this is what people do yeah you know it's all about like going out and playing live and if they buy the cd from you there and then perfect but yeah
1: that you can find that right you know people will buy uh you'll buy a cd and whatnot at, at a gig which is kind of cool because there's something like really old school about that you know yeah. like put someone will come up merch desk and they'll chat to you and you'll get a, you'll get a chance to talk about what they love and maybe if they're in a band they can tell you about that and you know that's kind of cool but it only happens live only happens in person yeah. people tend to not buy a, a record or cd just off of a off of a website you know it's like a, it's like a, a real life thing now you know yeah. which
0: is cool anyway. yeah no i mean I, I like i've been out of that sort of side of the game for a while so you know i can yeah. i could sort of see it coming round again and people picking up physical products but what that looks like i mean i like picking up vinyl like yep. especially new stuff now cuz it's all like a lot more bands are releasing stuff which is great and and i just yep. like having like the big artwork uh, right and the sort of like physically holding the etched in music in my hand kind of thing
1: oh sure dude you i know. i bought the shikari the new shikari album ah, yeah. um yeah on, uh, on vinyl man and it, it's just it's it's incredible have you heard it
0: i've got it yeah, yeah, I've got it on vinyl as well.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I got, yeah, I got it on vinyl because it's like, yeah, man, I want, I want to own this. It, it feels like it has more value to me when I, when I can hold something in my hand. I don't know whether that's, uh, whether that's it's something that. You feel because, you know, you've created music yourself or it's something yeah. that some people out there just feel. They just want something real in their hands, you know? Yeah, I
0: just, I like the fact of having the physical sort of aspect in my hand, you know, rather than the digital file that kind of, it does exist on my computer, but it's, it feels disposable. Yes, you know, for sure. So, you know, it's just kind of, that's, I think that's where the sort of like mentality of getting music for free because if it's not, and product like a physical thing in my hand it's not real <laughs> but you know like <laughs> yeah. i said with, with the with the physical sort of like the vinyl like you say with the and Shikari album i got the mm-hmm. the indie store blue splatter vinyl mm-hmm. um i think there's three versions of it i'm not gonna buy all yeah. three
1: but um i even i as uh, actually... well you, you can you can you could kind of do different versions of your artwork and you get yeah. You know, you get your booklets and you get all the lyrics. It's just a far more immersive experience. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, man, no, it's all good. It's all good. And and I have been recording this whole time, just to let you know. <laughs>
1: okay yeah we're good we're, we're going yeah no that, that's I was gonna great. say yes, we sorry, were going we're just... I wasn't I wasn't yeah, gonna like no, something that's, like
0: that's cool no that's good because it was a good conversation I was just testing the sound and I left it going so it's all good yeah it's all <laughs> good um but yeah no like I said I, I had Rao on the show from Enter Shikari um yeah a couple of weeks back when they released the album and uh, mm-hmm. you know just talking about that sort of side of things with him and like we kind of me and him go kind of a bit way back um yeah, I say a bit, but like he played Enter Shikari played one of their first ever London shows supporting my band. Um, All right, nice. And and like uh, we had a chat before we went on air, and it was just like it's. I, I just like love seeing them like soar, like going from mm-hmm. there and like actually making it,
1: <laughs> yeah. it was, oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, no, they're they're great. They're a great band, man. They're fantastic. Um, we've uh, had the privilege of working with uh, Dan Weller.
0: Oh yeah, yep.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's done he did South with us, the first the first track we cool. put out, and we're working with Dan in the next little while to to do some more. It's tough recording in lockdown though, man. It's different. Different experience,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you're not alone <laughs>
1: on that front. Yeah, right.
0: It's um, it's one of those things. I mean, if you if if you're one of the bands that kind of had a, because like a lot of the way you went to like home recording and stuff like that, or had the ability to home record, and if uh-huh. if you as a whole band had that kind of like thing set up, you're kind of set for this because right. as you've probably seen, there's a lot of bands releasing like recording covers or releasing songs, and they're doing that all through just their basic home setups and stuff. Yeah, for whatever. sure.
1: Um, well, me and my brother have been doing that for years. Like we, we kind of before we go into the studio, we'll sit and write, write the song together and and put it, put it to yeah, put it through its rigorous testing, you know. And then you know, six months later, it might be ready, you know. It's yeah. it's one of those things. We have also our guitarist Rusty is good with uh with the electronic side of things and the uh, production. So we're very lucky in that sense to have that set up, as you said already. So doing the next couple of singles in lockdown is probably not going to be as hard as we think
0: yeah no i was gonna say i think it'll come together nicely i mean if you guys have like you know obviously you've got your brother in the band you've been recording stuff you know that that sort of thing it should come it's just that you're not going to be in the same sort of vicinity with each other but you can try like it's easy to transfer the the files digitally across for sure and then multi-track them in in whatever like system you're using yeah, and just go yeah. from there um but you know it's it's like it's a weird one it really is because it's like it mm. is it's put you know um it's obviously put bands in a real sort of awkward position um a lot of them are kind of you know you get some bands that are kind of thriving um you know because they, they're used to doing a lot of like online content and they've continued to do that Um, but there's a few bands that I've spoken to that don't have that kind of facility and, you know, they're kind of, but they are pushing their new music that they've got out. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. um, No, it's, it's a weird one, man. I mean, we, we put a single out just, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago now, a song called Hypnotist. Yeah. And uh, we were lucky that we had done the video already. It was, we'd done the video just before lockdown and we had started a tour so we maybe got like three, four dates in and, and we had to cancel it, which is, you know, that's fair enough. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, that's the the right thing to do. Obviously, we'll reschedule the tour until uh, until such times as we can yeah. get back out again. But it's like, well, yeah, we were lucky to have the video sitting there and have the track recorded um, at the time of, of the lockdown. Yeah, so we, we put that out. And it's been strange doing it in the lockdown because we've been doing lots of like live sessions and uh, and. It's been all kind of from our living room and I'm I'm I just stay on my own. I stay on my own in Glasgow, so it's kinda of funny you're doing things like this without meeting up with people, you know. I'm used yeah. to yeah, going <laughs> and having fun, having a laugh. It's like why we just talked for like ten minutes about oh, yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, right, yeah, it's an interview. <laughs> <laughs> no this is i love that though i love it it's definitely a different a different feel
0: yeah no no no, i mean that's why i kind of like i like doing the long form interview i released this as a podcast so like Mm -hmm. having that long form and having a bit more than just sort of um you know because everyone's got something to promote and that's what i'm here to help with you know
1: absolutely Absolutely.
0: but you know people want to know more people want to have that like distraction people want to have that conversation part um of it which is what this is that's the bit i really love about doing a podcast because i used to do like like just gen- generic interviews for a fanzine when I was a kid. Mm. And, then, uh, you know, it was like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite, you know, and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, which is fine at the time because people were like people like that kind of like quick bullet point in the in the magazine or whatever. Um, yeah. But I was never able to go into full debt. Like some of the conversations I had with people, I had no way of recording that. You know, then, right. the, then my note-taking did not do it justice. Like, I, I spoke with some, you know, I, that went on to be relatively big, you know, people. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, it just sort of, I didn't have that full story. I didn't have that feature piece, you know.
1: Yeah, man. Um, no, I,
0: yeah, I get you. Talk. Like this now, what I do right now, I've been, I mean, I've been quite prolific over in lockdown. I kind of decided to interview, like, all the music that I really sort of, like, liked that came right. through to me um so i'm like booking you know guys like yourselves and 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 like we talked about earlier to shikari and you know mm-hmm. and and you know just bands of all, all types as long as i dig the music I, i'm happy to talk to people about it because yeah man I well can't... thank
1: you very, thank you very much for having me on man like oh, it, no that's worries. that's really cool of you i'm i'm I, I love i love this sort of thing and it's it's good to uh, it's good to get to get your kind of you know to, to get to get chatting about music and to get out there and yeah. and uh Talk to people in this lockdown scenario because you do find yourself kind of going, oh, you know, especially with a new song. out. You know, you just I'm thinking about music all the time. So it's nice to talk to like minded people like yeah. yourself about, about tunes. Yeah, I love I,
0: it. I, it's all good. It's all good. I went, I'd like to say, I heard you. I got sent hypnotist, which we right. just talked about. And I, I really dug it. And I went back and I listened to South as well because um, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever heard of you guys.
1: Right, obviously, just no, the, oh, the, the thank ages. you very much, man. I appreciate that a lot.
0: Um, yeah, no, it was it was really cool. I mean, I really like the the uh, set the the previous single, South. Um, it had a real like '80s vibe to it. I don't know if that was a deliberate thing or not, but it yeah. it kind of well, had yeah. a weird like I don't know what it was. It just like um, just during I think I guess the verses just had this uh-huh. weird like i guess it was it might have been the electric drums that you guys were.
1: yeah there, yeah or... there was the well, well cam my brother cam the, the the guy on the drums i was talking about the electronics earlier yeah. he's he's quite influenced by like kind of rap stuff
0: you okay. know so he likes
1: his, his kanye and all that sort of stuff as well as you know nine inch nails yeah so that kind of electronic drum sound is very much in his blood and i'm i'm so i'm so glad he can bring that into our sound and obviously Dan Weller, he's, he's fantastic. He he got what we were getting at straight up, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know he's Dan from his great. days in sixth, so he's. Uh, you know. Oh
1: shit! Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, we played with sixth. Nice. That was
1: way back, right? Yeah, that yeah. was.
0: Yeah, we played with sixth quite a few times. To be fair, um, all nice guys. Um, the
1: album was pretty good, man. I I caught I caught them uh, playing a show. Um, I, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called, but it was really good. It was like technically amazing. A yeah, New one out.
0: Yes. Um. Oh God, they had really long album titles. I can't remember. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying, trying to remember. The name of the album. Was it the Dead Trees one? Um, or... on. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the no. The Future
1: in no. Whose Eyes. Which one? The Future in Whose Eyes.
0: Oh, okay. Yep.
1: That was a new one. Yeah, yeah, that was sick, man.
0: Yeah, no, they they were, they make I mean, they are, and I say they were amazing, but they are an amazing band.
1: Yeah, yeah right. No, um, it's just because I say it, it goes. Yeah, they're still doing stuff, man. They're still, they're still about. Yeah.
0: They are. Yeah, Dan, Dan's not in them anymore, is he? He's.
1: No, I think, I think he is.
0: Is he? What was he? Was the guitarist? Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes. yeah. My brain was just like, what was he doing? What was he doing? It was this, It was one of the <laughs> singers that left. So, <laughs> so um... <laughs> But yeah, no, it was one of the singers that left. Um, but yeah, no, I know Pin as well, which is their other guitarist. Uh, yeah,
1: right, right.
0: So, but yeah, no, I know he went into, um, uh, like, production and stuff, which mm. was cool. So,
1: yeah, yeah. No, he he's, he's done he's done quite a lot of a lot of great work in that. You know, he's uh, definitely a a, a worthy a worthy producer for sure. Yes.
0: Did he did he have much input into your sort of? Um, like sound at all like because i know some producers can be quite hands-on or some of them well, it, hands off
1: it was, it was pretty good man i mean like we we can ha- we sort of had formulated uh the sound and the idea for the song he was just very good at he was very good at kind of adding you know a, a production input because i mean cam cam is is great at what he does but he isn't a he isn't a, as good as as the likes of dan or, or whatnot but yeah he did yeah. help um, bring out that kind of idea. We we tend to do that. We we maybe over overthink things and, and overwrite songs. Sometimes it's good to go into the studio without a solid idea of the song and let it kind of develop in the moment. Because mm. the song that you record at any given time, that's a snapshot of where you're at. Yeah, musically. You know, like so if you were you know if you were to record the same song. 5 years later it would be completely different.
0: Yeah, no that's very true. I You
1: know, so it's quite it is quite good to not overthink things and just kind of go in and, and let the vibe take you sometimes, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why some like you get some bands that kind of struggle with like the second album and things like that.
1: Um, 100%. Because Cause they're, they're overthinking.
0: They are, they are and, and you got to think like going back with like sort of my experience like the first album kind of experience that those are songs that generally have been played for years right <laughs> because they've, yeah, they've, yeah. they've been your demos they've been your you know your eps and stuff like that you haven't like gone and freshly written
1: well it was, it was something that steve harris from iron maiden was talking about like he did some interview i watched it like some some sort of 80s interview and he said you know like the first album like the first iron maiden album like that was great because they had like you know five years to write it or whatever so it yeah. was like the greatest hits of the past five years you know so it's kind of you're kind of on a um in a privileged position when you're when you're coming out with that because you can take songs you even did in other bands if that other band didn't you know take off or whatever yeah. you can take them and rework them and it's like a it's an interesting new time when you're starting out in a band you know because you do have a lot to work with
0: yeah yeah and how, how long have you guys been going
1: as uh, north atlas uh, it's just, with this with this kind of group of guys uh myself rusty and cam uh what's it been maybe a year and a half
0: oh okay so it's relatively new yeah 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 okay cool no I was just curious because like the, the, the sort of like the two singles obviously I' obviously haven't had any pre demos or anything but the mm. two singles I heard they're they're pretty solid like
1: oh thanks man on
0: like for for a new band that's that's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously you know you got you and your brother have been sort of probably doing stuff for a long time but bringing yeah. other people in and everything um
1: absolutely man absolutely the hardest thing about a band is is getting the right lineup yeah that's always the hardest thing man because you know you, you wind up if you get the wrong one you wind up pulling against each other and and if you don't share the same vision it's like forget about it it's yeah. not going to come to anything you know we we are really lucky in, in the fact that we have rusty um you know he's a, an old an old friend of ours and he's he's kind of come in and he he just kind of gets what we're doing and he brings his own element to it and it just works man and i am I'm, I'm really uh i'm very grateful for that you know no,
0: that's really cool that's really cool it's nice to hear cuz like you say it is difficult to sort of like maintain a band <laughs> yeah, for sure. like we, like my experience is going through drummer after drummer after drummer you know which seems to be a common thing um yeah, yeah. across the board but um no it's, it's difficult it's always nice to sort of see a band that kind of like um solid you know they've got a good friendship as well as sort of like the partnership that comes with being in a band
1: oh um, absolutely you've got to spend all that time on the road and in the studio and if you can't stand each other it's like yeah, forget yeah. about it. It's not going to be a thing, you know.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, what have you guys like? Like, have you had any sort of like memorable moments so far? Like, like since because, like, you say you've only been going a year and a half, but the sounds you're making they're pretty solid. And what about your sort of like live experience and stuff?
1: Well, well, we 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 have a lot of fun live, man. Like, we we've got this kind of like we 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 can be quite intense. There's a lot of kind of a uh, kind of dark concepts in the songs. You know, I sing quite a lot about. Uh, anxiety and uh, depression. So I mean, it's like, like singing about that stuff live, like you got to, you got to really feel it, and you yeah. got to be honest. And it's, yeah. it's really quite interesting because a lot of the people who are into North Atlas or get behind what we're doing are, are people who've also experienced the, the same thing, you know. So I'll talk to to people after the show, and it will be like, oh shit, man, like I get what you were saying in South. Like I feel, I feel that I was knocked out for however many years with depression and. And it's nice to be able to talk about that stuff with people. So that's one of the things that I like about going and playing live is because you meet people who are like you. Yeah. Yeah, who've been through the same things, you yeah. know. So I think uh, I think that is definitely one of the fun things about about playing live. We, we did the first few dates on this last tour, and it was great. I was so, so happy with how many people were coming out and getting behind it, and it was it was really exciting. So I, I can't wait to get back out in there. Uh, and, and hit those extra dates again, man. Yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's a lot of fun. No, no, I mean, it's like I say, it stopped a lot of people, but no, I was, I was going to bring on to the sort of mental health aspect. Cause I've, I've had um, a couple of bands on it that that talk openly about it, which is absolutely fantastic. Cause mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I've suffered with for, well, when you go, when you kind of look back, your vision's 2020, but right. <laughs> officially right. diagnosed with anything, it was only been in the last couple of years. But, um, but no, like, go, like, actually, like, putting that into lyrics as well. Like you say, you've got to be honest as well with it because yep. you, like, there is a thing where y- you can see right through it. Otherwise, if you've been through something like that, you're like, that guy's bullshitting.
1: Yeah, right. You know yeah, what I mean? percent. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, I mean, like, when I, when I started out in bands and started making music, Like I masked, I masked all those feelings, you know, like I was really, I I really had, you know, some pretty, pretty crazy mental health stuff over the years. And, you know, when I was in the thick of it, dude, like I I didn't sing about it. I I kept it under wraps. I, I dressed up in metaphors that were probably too obscure in other bands before North Atlas. But this, the thing about North Atlas is I've decided it's time to be absolutely real about it. It's time to really sing about what it was like yeah and be as honest as possible and it, i and I think that that's uh it's scary man yeah. like it's it's scary you know when you hear the, the lyrics back, you're like oh well you know that that really happened but the the amount of people who can't kind of come out and and say like oh yeah i am like that yeah it makes that worth it, it makes it worth it oh no you know like, you feel like you're less alone
0: it totally does it it's like it's one of those things because you're on a um you are on a pedestal um you are you know on a soapbox or whatever you want to call it um right. but and but putting it out there helps others you know there was there was a whole thing recently with uh i think football was doing it the football league where they had that kind yeah. of like kick off at weird times um uh-huh. you know and people were like people asked the question why and then you gave them the answer They're like oh you know uh which was uh-huh. like the mental health like you know talk about it that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and like w- within music, I found that again, like whether it was either masked or it came out in an, in a totally unproductive way um, mm. of, of whatever I was going through, be it, you know, general sort of like uh, depression or, you know, just going through a breakup or whatever yeah. at the time, yeah. like I can look back and sort of pinpoint parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, yeah. mine, mine came out in like uh, an overzealous, like stage, like um, persona. Persona. You know, and and being like stupid on stage, like like right. phys- physically stupid to myself on stage. <laughs> like, you know, I I I have like I I don't recall some of it, but you know, there's points where I like you know it was the music that we made was very kind of like you know it was bordering on the more Slipknot side of things, right? When it came to that kind of like new metal side of stuff, but yep. it was um, you know, it was it was it was you know violent in quotations. And, right, and I would, I would like you know, go around. I'd, I'd smash records. I'd, I'd, I'd uh-huh. do all kinds of shit. I'd you know, headbutt at a wall. You know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Right. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, apparently. Yeah. Um, and and you know, and I, I, it, it, you know, it does leave its mark because the next day I was totally, like, my body was like just aching, and I've got to carry shit yeah. in and out of a venue. You know, when you're yeah. on tour, that's just no good. And now that I'm kind of like you know, I'm dealing with it the way I should like openly talking about it and, you know, being on it, I've got a family and everything. So it's easy. It's like nice to talk to them about it. Um, and guys like yourself, you know, doing this as well, like actually openly talking about mental health, which is, which is something that I do feel very, very passionate about.
1: Well, I think the thing is, right. I think that the the people who are drawn to alternative music, I think that they tend to be the ones who have the darkest minds, you know, like that's why we listen to bands like Slipknot. That's why we 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 love like Marilyn Manson and, and you know Bring Me the Horizon. You know we because we're like that. As I said about North Atlas, it's like people who are like you are gravitated towards it. Yeah. So it's like, did you you know did you feel that you know being in an alternative band, as you said, you know, you could smash records, you could get heavy, you could get down with it. Did you think that that was the release you needed? Like that's why you were into the heavier side or the more alternative side yeah. of music.
0: Yeah, because like, I I,
1: I think that too.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Because like afterwards, there'll be this like sense of a small sense of euphoria. Like I've just exercised my demons.
1: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That is a perfect way to describe it, right? It's this exercising of demons. Yeah, yeah.
0: For sure. yeah. But like the next day, it was there again.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh,
0: like, yeah. You know, yeah. the, the it next gig, it was there again. The next night, or the you know, after you get that kind of like what you think is like you know there is an element of post gig blues like a good gig you know like oh it was really yep. fun good the next one's got like three people at it uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's it it yeah no it was like at the time it was it was incredibly unhealthy um mm-hmm. but at the time it felt like it helped like that that was my release that was my um my way of dealing with it like after yeah. after that band split i joined another band um mm. and and i was actually the front man of that band so I could, uh, that- I could be a bit more expressive on what in kind of what i was feeling uh to a right. certain degree but my lyrics I, I look back on my lyrics now and they they don't mean anything they're literally just ramblings or trying to be funny of a weird sense of humour. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> which, which no one was privy to.
1: Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's good. But yeah. it depends who you are, I guess. Yeah, it's like yeah. a weird,
0: weird but... in-joke with just myself. Um... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, there is, there is something about about getting, or going, even going to see a band that, you know, are singing about things that you're getting. Like Linkin Park. Yeah. Like all of the things, I was listening to them literally just before, before this interview, um, I had my headphones in and I was just lying on my bed. I sometimes do that and just listen to music for hours. Yeah. And I would just listen to some of the things Chester was saying. And I'm like, geez, man, like it's, you know, I feel that I deeply feel that. Yeah. And, and it's really, really healthy in a way, I think, to somewhat listen to that stuff and just kind of it just just lose yourself in it in your own head because you you do feel less alone yeah for sure
0: yeah no definitely and like that's the thing with lincoln park as well like the 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 messages were there like Mm -hmm. that was that's the sort of like overriding like what you can take for like what you can now take from it um obviously after um like uh, chester took his own life but yeah you know it's that kind of like mental health aspect it's it's all there kind of written out he was expressing himself whether yeah, or not it yeah. was kind of like at the time sort of, you know, not not shaved over, but just sort of like it, there was a lot of bands with a lot of like, um, I guess, issues in their lyrics. Right. Um, that, that It wasn't taken like as seriously, but then he wasn't so open with talking about it outside of.
1: Outside of his lyrics. Yeah, yeah man. Because, I mean, you listen to like the last album. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sounds like Heavy and, and I think it's called One More Light and you're like oh shit man yeah. like that was that was how he was feeling and I, you know i remember listening to that at the time and i felt very much like that yeah. at the time that song came out um i was at a particular low point so you know for me that was like oh shit you know I, i'm i'm getting this but like you know in hindsight when when you when you look back and and all the things that transpired after that came out yeah you're like oh that was that was his cry for help yeah. you know
0: no that's exactly yeah i mean you go back into their earlier albums as well you oh, know, yeah, for th- sure. There's, there's bits there. You know, there was obviously, yeah. you know, outside of that, he wasn't, you know, taking out any kind of, like, frustrations on his family or anything like that. Yeah, of you course. Because you would have heard about it otherwise. You know, there would yeah. have been that whole outcry of that. But, you know, he, that's the that was obviously his way of, of um, you know.
1: Of dealing with that. Like, <laughs> A deal, yeah, right yeah. from yeah. hybrid theory, right from the start. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. exactly. Exactly. Oh. And that's, that's what I felt like, particularly with Lincoln Park, because I, like – i remember sort of like i remember actually when they first came out um because i was in a band i was very kind of not snobbish but they you know they sound like a boy oh band. did you
1: did you like them or were you like
0: i was you- um i mean it's a weird one for me because like as as mm. a sort of like rule of cool no um <laughs> if, if i'm being perfectly honest about it but um like because i was i, I dj rock clubs mm. and they made songs that made people dance yeah. So I would hear those songs over and over and over again. Um, so I got into it. Like I, 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 I you know, I purchased the album because I wasn't going to get sent it, kind of thing on promo. Right. Um, but um yeah no that that whole kind of like the sort of more polished side of it initially rule of course said no don't like it um uh. but over time like like i used to play them all the time and sing along to them while i was playing them and stuff so you know there is that subconscious thing of actually no this is catchy shit i like that
1: yeah right. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you can't you can't deny that it's uh that it's it's a. Uh... That it's good music. I oh, mean, no, totally. And there was there were some more poppy stuff in there. What's your opinion on uh, "Bring Me the Horizon" and Ammo? What do you think of that?
0: The Ammo album, I don't mind it. Uh, the album before that uh, with Happy Song on it um, yes, and Throne that's... that that was a good album. It was a good. That was a good crossover point, I think. Yeah. Um, from their sort of like more thrashy sort of early stuff, um, but no, I got it's a weird one again. It was like when they were initially around, I I didn't care for them. Like I'm going to be right. per- perfectly honest, I didn't care. For yeah, like
1: back in the day when they like, started with the like what what do you what genre would you call that? I, I can't remember what you call it.
0: Yeah, it was like it was like a kind of thrash kind of metalcore thing. Metalcore. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. But it was um, it was when uh, basically I sort of got into them properly when they started like crossing over, like yes. when they had that like kind of more mainstream aspect to them. Um yeah. and you know I've kind of put my own personal kind of like things aside with that one because like people can have bad days i give them that (laughs) um but it it was um yeah i i i i because i had the i I always say every damn podcast i lived in america Mm -hmm. for five years and right (laughs) and (laughs) over there one of their songs happy song in fact was on rotation on the rock stations right so every day i would hear it yeah and it gave me a sense of weird kind of like Pride to hear a British band that wasn't yes. like a classic British band <laughs> on a rock station. Yeah, right. So like, yeah. like a like a new, new a new band. <laughs> um and they were coming over, they were doing like the radio events and everything over in the st- where I was in the States. Um so I sort of got into I just sort of got into them naturally. I just like I said I put my kind of like previous experiences behind me on that front ammo to get back on track. Um I actually did buy that album on vinyl. um yeah right. I'm looking around my studio well I stay in my garage right now yeah it's in my record box um and it's it's a it's that was a weird experience because it had some of the aspects of that previous album that heavy and uh with like mantra and stuff like that Mm. and then it just sort of had a bit more uh what's the word um it's not really pop music but it's kind of like middle of the road yeah
1: you know yeah um yeah logically they got got more like that i think by by ammo yeah yeah. No, yeah. that's
0: that's exactly it. And it's it's gonna be a sort of strange one to see where they go from there.
1: Um I'm interested. I'm I'm very interested to see what comes next for for Bring Me the Horizon. Um I mean they're doing I think they're working on something just now, man. I'm yeah. I'm waiting it with bated breath.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I, I will listen to it. I will give it my fair my fair ear on that front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I did I picked it up on vinyl, um just because like it looked cool as well, actually, the vinyl itself. Um
1: The artwork was was pretty cool wasn't it
0: yeah yeah and uh no i I really like mantra to be honest with you i really like that track it's a great track like it was an instant club like like dance track as well which, yeah. is, which is very, very rare these days, like a, a track that got enough traction that every bastard in that club had heard it before. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the most difficult thing these days, even though with the aspect we go back to those playlist side of things, not mm. everyone listens to the same playlists. Yeah. You can have a track that's had like 14 million streams, you play it in a club and it clears the dance floor. Um, yeah. <laughs> So oh to, yeah,
1: man. Streams, streams don't count for shit. now. Can I swear on this? Sorry. Can oh no, you I, can.
0: A, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, good. Sorry, I've made so many mistakes man, swearing on things, and people are like, no, no, you can't swear. Okay, yeah, it's.
0: Fine. No, we're good on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you're you're right, man. It is it is kind of a different game, isn't it? You know, because you can get people who your bands who just have thousands and thousands of plays, and then yeah, nobody really cares. I don't yeah. think it, it it's it's more about the quality of listener now i don't mean to dehumanize people when i say that but i I guess what i mean to say is more about the the, you know people who listen to music and really care because there are a lot of things i listen to passively i'll just have on when when i'm doing whatever and it's i'm not a fan of but there are some things that i listen and i'm like that play definitely counted for more yeah because i cared more about it and i would then go forward and you buy the music and go and see them live you know so it's like it's not about the numbers it's about the quality of the of the listener if you understand what i
0: mean yeah yeah like i said and and it's it's a very like rare occurrence these days when that happens like you get you don't have to be on like back back when i sort of started djing clubs a good way of finding new music was like the cover cd on metal hammer Um, um stuff like that and you could you could pick out tracks off of that um, and playing the club, and people would have heard it because they would have bought Metal Hammer. Because
1: <laughs> it would have, yeah, yeah, like it would have been on that that one magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's funny that that's kind of that's kind of dissipated a bit, hasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. again, it's like it, it's one of those things that now, like, I've I've put I put a friend's band on there uh, a couple of years back. How long ago was it? Anyway, it's a couple of years back. Um, oh. onto the Metal Hammer CD. Yeah, a very different process to the way I went on it before because I've been on it like with my band. Um, mm. but I got a friends band on it because I had friends at the magazine at the time. And um, right. Yeah. It didn't do, didn't do like, I got the copy of the CD and it, it, like a lot of the bands on there weren't. it wasn't particularly great quality. Mm. Um, there was not anything that I could kind of um, use. If you get me like in, in a yeah. club sense, like whereas yeah, before there was for- always like a big band on there, you know, you could always get mm. at least one big band on there, be it disturbed or Papa Roach or whoever at the time. Yeah. Um And, uh, yeah, no, it was just really weird. And then, like, subsequent ones after that, because I went on a roll of buying it, and they were all kind of like, I don't know, there's nothing on there. I mean, one of them was a battle metal thing, so that wasn't really sort of geared towards me. <laughs> but um it, it was weird, because normally, like, there would be something on there. I don't know if it was like, they're just not bothering anymore, because I know there was an aspect of, used to pay to go onto that CD. Mm. It was free when I did it for my friend. Um, but they gave up the prs side of it right so that because you could normally like the the trick was paying for it to go on there and then claiming that back afterwards because it would get, uh. it would get distributed to like 50 60, people so yeah the prs True. or ppe whatever it is, pp ppr i can't remember um yeah the, whatever it is these days um you could claim the majority of that money back mm. just on that side of it but yeah, yeah uh, it was a weird one like like even that but like playlists now it, it's just finding someone that or finding the one that people are subscribing to more
1: yeah yeah
0: you know because i no that
1: is that is true that yeah. is that is true and you know you get a, like an artist playlist and whatnot do you know are you going to soundtracks yeah yeah because we made one on the north atlas uh, page we made a, a soundtracks playlist and it's something we update every month and oh. there, there's a you know, we're we're really into that, man. We're really into the soundtracks thing. We 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 did a thing on Instagram. We did a a, a soundtrack. We were sent in footage, um, and we soundtracked a short film in a, in a day. Just last week, nice. and it was just a lot of fun, you know, to kind of to kind of dig into that that kind of feel of things. Yeah. So, but we've got it on there, man. It, okay. Cinematic sounds, it's called. Cinematic. It's got all the you know, cinematic sounds. Cool. Yeah, man. So, if you're into that. You should check it out.
0: Yeah, no, I will. Do. I'm writing it down. That's what I'm. If you hear me scratching yeah, away on yeah. my paper here, <laughs> no, I'll check that out. I'm always, I'm always after like, you know, not just sort of like, like new music, but just general sort of like specialist side of things. And cinematic music and stuff is, a...
1: yeah, is a, because there's like Fever on there, Forest Swords, some other things. Like, uh, I don't know I really enjoyed the track from, uh, the new Blade Runner movie. You know, it was, uh, Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah. And the Benjamin Wallfish, I think, uh, they, they had put, put together that and that's incredible yeah that's powerful stuff
0: yeah no i love the original soundtrack to the original blade runner um
1: oh yeah that was sick and, as well right that was awesome yeah yeah. yeah sure. It was like
0: when i went to go see the new one at the cinema I, I was great it was like me and my wife it was only us two in the cinema which was great so we sat really? in the, like, we sat in the sweet spot in the middle and, um, that's
1: perfect. That and is perfect. you feel like a rich guy you know, yeah and they, they
0: had those speakers cranked all the way up as well So, like, the soundtrack was just, like, it was, like, fully immersive. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I love that sort of aspect of things as well. Like, the sort of, like, uh, yeah, just the sort of cinematic stuff. I got a couple of friends who do that kind of, well, they do sync music. Basically, they use it for adverts and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of them, they went on a binge of writing cinematic versions of songs. Um, (laughs) And uh, one of them did um, uh, Rebel Yell mm uh, Did Billy Idol's Rebel Yell. Uh but in a cinematic version. That's cool. So I if you're into if you just want a bit of a you know, a laugh maybe a laugh. I don't know, it was actually pretty good. But yeah. go go find that. It's about a, a guy called Blue Starley. Um and uh you Oh know, right that's, yeah. what's 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 the dude called? Uh, Blue Starley. That's S T Blue Starley. Yeah, S T A H L I. Um He writes a lot of like electronic rock music generally. Um his like music's Hi. used on adverts for like call of duty and all that kind of stuff right. um but yeah he did a, a cinematic version of, of of that song and i was like that's, that's actually pretty good <laughs> like,
1: yeah. very cool. that's very cool do you know what would be a cool one for like a cinematic version It'd be a uh, cashmere by a uh, zeppelin oh yeah wouldn't that be cool like a cinematic yeah th- that's very soundtracky
0: yeah i can actually yeah
1: was that used for anything
0: it was it was uh puff daddy sampled it for the uh-huh. godzilla soundtrack
1: Right, maybe years, that's years, maybe that's what thinking. Yeah. But
0: yeah. he just sampled that da na na da na na da Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Bit. Um, But yeah, no, no, that yeah, that, that actually that would that could work. That could
1: that could that could definitely work. <laughs> work. That is a good. That is a good idea. Let's see if I can
0: open up Pro Tool now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that musically We're talented. <Cool>. But,
0: um man i'm gonna wrap things up that's all right um no problem. i've got a couple because I've, I've got a couple of interviews coming up later on as well so but i've got a couple of questions left for you um yeah. these are sort of my like end off generic questions if you will um okay but what i would like to know are your three albums that really influence the person that you are or musician that you are today so i'm not talking about you know like your favorite albums as such as like you know um i don't know but it's just that kind of why, the one that made you want to pick up a microphone the one that wanted to make you make music
1: those sort of. mm. well queens of the stone age um songs for the Deaf," that was pretty influential early on man like me and my brother when we were kids we would get into the garage uh, our parents garage when we were just young teenagers and we try and play that song a song for the dead is it a song for the
0: songs that. Like Do
1: you know the one that yeah. with a crazy like drum intro? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. were trying, we were trying, kind of get that down. That was sort of like our our dream as fourteen year olds. We're like, if we can just play this song, yeah, we'll be real musicians. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Queens of the Stone Age. Um, I think I would have to say some of the new Bring Me the Horizon stuff. Yeah, that's that has been very, very influential. I think that the lyrics. And what uh what Ollie Sykes is talking about at the moment I think is kinda has kinda stuck mm-hmm. with me and uh, probably uh influenced me to to try and be more honest with my lyrics and maybe talk more about some of the you know the darker elements, the anxiety, the, the depression. Yeah. So that's been that's definitely been uh been influential. And for the third, huh? I don't know. I think off the top of my head, I, I maybe see Don Broco's technology. I think that was cool. pretty great. That's a good, man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, is it a lot of it? You can you can kind of escape yeah. from some of the more darker things in your life by listening to that because it's quite quite fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you it, know, that so
1: like that, that, you know, that there's definitely something in that, and it's 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 just full of great tunes. oh cool. excellent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, finally, uh, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not writing for North Atlas or performing yeah. or anything like that, obviously right now, but I'm not doing any of that, but what are your hobbies away from it?
1: Well, I, I do make, um, some short films, something that I'm, I'm okay. quite into, you know, I'll, uh, I'll kind of try and make, make pieces of, uh, pieces of film and I'll do sort of bits of bits of soundtrack for it. I do some work for other people doing that as well. Cool. So that's a kind of hobby slash job. It's certainly something that I have a lot of passion for. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy weightlifting. That's a good escape. It's a good stress buster. Nice. You know, when you're feeling quite intense and you've got a lot going on, it's good to just sort of jump to the gym or, or I'm lucky enough to have a wee home set up. So that's something that I, that I can get into and uh, and just kind of work out a little bit, cool. which is good. And I suppose if you can class this as a hobby, I enjoy movies. I enjoy ah. a lot of like the old you know, Sergio Leone movies. You know, like uh, you know, the spaghetti westerns yeah. and things like. That. So yeah, man, like uh, I, I spend a lot of my time, yeah, watching that cool. and getting immersing myself in some of those fantastic stories and filmmaking. You nice.
0: know, you got any current? You got any favourites on those? On the. Oh, well?
1: I know, man. Well, once upon a time in America is pretty strong. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's great. Um, I also watched the other day. It's a favourite of mine. Uh, the man who would be king. Oh yeah dude, that's like, that's, that's incredible. Cool. Powerful movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man.
0: Cool. yeah. And I, I used to work in a video store, uh, in my previous life. And, uh, back when you could actually rent video cassettes, you know, we're talking that long ago. Um, but I'm always interested in people's movies, like preference and stuff like that. Just purely on the basis of, of just being in that trade for a while. Um, but I haven't seen once upon a time in America yet. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just popped up on, uh, one of my, streaming services so i will i'll be yeah. watching that at some point soon
1: and this talk about soundtracks there's some incredible uh, soundtracks and edmore Corney did some of the soundtracks for it uh, for for those those films and they're just they're just incredible sergio leone stuff excellent mm.
0: cool well leon thank you very much man
1: thank um, you for having me man i, I, I hope you're hope, hope you're doing all right in the lockdown and, yeah. and uh, hopefully Hopefully we'll go over this soon.
0: Yeah, once you're out of this and we're all out of this and you, if you end up down this way, down down the bottom of the country, um, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll definitely coming along um, and uh, coming to see you guys live, I think, because that's, that's one of my things I've kind of like promised myself and, and everything is just to get out to more gigs. Like yeah. I am going out kind of periodically for shows, but I think now kind of like, I'm not taking it for granted, but you know, that kind of like, I need to. I need to be out more.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. There's definitely that the, the pangs for going out to gigs again. I wonder if people are going to come out more now that this has happened. It's going to make people more, more inspired to go out. Yeah. That might be. A, that might be. Might be true, man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually,
0: um, what part of Scotland are you in?
1: I'm in Glasgow right now. Oh, Okay. I I, I grew up in Dumfries and Galloway, but I, yeah, I'm in I'm, I'm in Glasgow, oh, which okay. is it's a good city.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I went on holiday last year to Scotland. We stayed in. Um, uh ab ab of ab Abbe- no uh-huh. right uh, are we yeah no i, I love scotland generally I, it I'll sounds think, uh-
1: like a scottish place it, it does doesn't I'm, it uh, uh, sure exactly. yeah
0: something it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not it's on it's on kind of like the the west side i think um mm.
1: but yeah was no, it up it was in the highlands you go up in the highlands
0: yeah almost yeah yeah right. Almost that far up so
1: i tell you what man if you're ever up in scotland again uh you should go to glencoe Oh, we did. That's that is a fantastic place, man. It's it's like it's like you're walking through Lord of the Rings.
0: Oh no, we did go there. Yeah, I, I drove through that.
1: <laughs> I like, Isn't it beautiful? It's it incredible. absolutely it's
0: just- magnificent. I cannot like like recommend that to anyone enough. It like yeah. We stopped off at like mo- most of the most most of the points and got out, even though the weather was just like awful.
1: Yeah, but it's always like, pretty it's We, pretty need, bad, we yeah. needed to get
0: that pano shot, you know? We need to get that <laughs> that, like, um, that bit. But no, we went up, we stayed, um, we did a couple of like, we did a couple of stop-offs on the way up. Uh, we stayed right. over at uh, Lock Fine. Um, yes. Like literally bang next to it in one of the like pubs next to it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, then we went up to um, that where I said before, I wish I knew we actually stayed there for like the whole week. Yeah. I, um but no like last year i did uh like um this i like, set myself a challenge of doing 365 days of scratching so that's like turn you know like dj scratching not, right, not right. me not me just scratching my leg um <laughs> but I, i've got a portable turntable yeah and there's a couple of videos on youtube of me like sat next to uh lock fine and just <clears throat> scratching away to some random beat
1: Amazing, that is, that is really cool, I like that.
0: I was like, it was just like stuck in the middle of this, just like loads of hills around me and everything, and like the weather, yeah. it wasn't raining, but it was it was cold, but it wasn't wet, you know. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, this is perfect, do it right now. Just got my got my phone out, plugs it all in. This just... is like
1: Instagram gold right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. There's like people walking past looking at it. what the hell's he doing? What's that noise?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the Scottish locals, yeah. They've never heard anybody scratching before. Like, what oh. the hell's that? <laughs> is that some modern type music? I don't know. <laughs> Not bagpipes.
0: Yeah. I should have got some of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. no I've, I've been i've like i played gigs up in Scotland i played at actually one of the one of the good gigs i played was up at uh st andrews right uh, we played yeah. we played the uni in there um yeah and uh yeah we did that a fucking day which was really stupid of us we like literally mm-hmm. went up for the one gig and came back but because it was a uni gig it was generally it was well paid it was paid enough for us to do that right it was probably right. enough for us to actually get a bloody hotel room for the night but <laughs> yeah, yeah. no one That's wanted to do that exact. they just went up went down i was like fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> but no it was, it was a really good show people there were really good i dj'd afterwards as well they did like uh-huh. a rock night at their union and uh, we played a show and then i dj'd till like two in the morning three in the morning nice. i think it was so it was pretty good fun but yeah, yeah no, man. We got we, we did plan to go back to Scotland this year, but I don't think that's going to happen at the moment, so
1: Yeah. No, it's it's uh it is a bit of a shame that these things can happen. I do wish more more bands would come up to Scotland. I think that they kind of they kind of miss miss out on Scotland a wee bit. Yeah. You know, which is a bit of a shame.
0: But no, we had some good You know, times at, is it the Cat House or was, was it the Cat House? I don't know if it still exists. The Cat
1: House is is a venue in Glasgow. Yeah, that's a great yeah. place, man. Yeah, there, there's some good venues in Glasgow. The Garage is pretty good. Played there a few times. Cool. Um, we've obviously, the Hydro is a, a kind of arena. It's a larger place. Yeah. But there are some cool, like, you know, like more and more underground venues. It's definitely worth checking out. You know, Cat House, Nice and Sleazy's. That's a. Yeah. That was actually in that. What was that um, Lamb of God documentary? Was it Killadelphia? Kill Am I right in thinking that? Oh, yeah. That? Yeah. I think, uh, Randy and uh, and somebody were fighting outside uh outside bloody um <laughs> nice and sleazies in glasgow and i'm like this is like everyone's shocked and like this is just a normal saturday night you say, always fight something outside nice and it does it that. does spur that. At
0: all. <laughs> it does spur that reaction in you doesn't it, it was <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just yeah being in glasgow yeah it's brilliant
0: <laughs> cool well man thank you very much again um i really appreciate the chat i really do uh, it's pleasure. been absolutely fantastic so
1: yeah um, ideal
0: but yeah no thank you very much leon i I, I yeah. really appreciate it i really enjoy the chat
1: yeah me too man yeah and hopefully when this thing's all over you know we're down where, where is it you're based
0: uh i'm down in surrey which is about sort of 20 30 miles south of london
1: yeah sure right so. right yeah man well if we're ever down there you know you should come up for a pint and we'll we'll get some more music chat cool. the go i mean it's uh i'm always up for that
0: excellent yeah, sounds dude. good man have a good one
1: yeah have a good one take it easy <laughs> bye-bye yes bye